Entrepreneurs Over 40, Episode 59, with Dale Miller, talking about his invention, chin-up strips. It's just a matter of having people know about your idea. And the media nowadays has a lot of opportunities for us to do that as small entrepreneurs, inventors. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. Our guest today was a 50-year-old attorney when he finally sought medical help. Over the years, his wife had observed him quit breathing multiple times at night. He would snore loudly and wake up tired and congested until he finally saw a doctor who gave him a sleep study. The sleep study revealed that he was a nocturnal mouth breather with sleep apnea who would stop breathing 10 seconds or longer some 22 times an hour. The doctor prescribed CPAP therapy, which changed his life, but he still suffered from dry mouth and jaw pain due to having to wear a chin strap at night. This led to him inventing the chin-up strip to keep his mouth closed at night. Just a few years later, he left his job as an attorney to bring chin-up strips to the masses and hasn't looked back since. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, with his wife of 58 years, Virginia, and has four children and eight grandchildren. Without further ado, Dale Miller. Hello, how you doing, Greg? Doing well. Now, Dale, can you take a few moments and fill in the gaps from that intro and bring us up to speed with what's going on in your world today? Sure. Being a mouth breather, one of the uh, problems that concerned me is I snored a lot. And it got to the point where when I went on golf trips with my buddies, I had to have my own room. Nobody would share a room with me. So that started me thinking, well, I got to do something about this. Plus, I have a registered nurse for a, a wonderful wife, and she keeps telling me that I stop breathing at night. And after 40 years of that, I decided I'd better get a sleep study done. This was after I had been deposing witnesses who survived drivers who fell asleep at the wheel during the day crossed center line and killed people. One killed himself. And when I'm deposing survivors, surviving spouse of the one driver, talking about his sleep pattern and why would he fall asleep in the middle of the day and cross the center line driving a car? And she said, well, he'd fall asleep often. Does he stop breathing at night and a loud snore? And, and by golly, that's what my wife is telling me. So that's when I went home and said, I can finally handle the truth. You know, like many of us males, we don't handle the truth real well about ourselves. And uh, we scheduled a sleep study at the Marshfield Clinic in Wisconsin. And sure enough, I had serious sleep apnea, stopped breathing, like you said, 22 times an hour. And uh, the mouth breathing was the primary cause. And CPAP was prescribed, which I thought really helped me. But along with that chin strap that went around my chin and up on my head, it, it jammed my teeth together at night while sleeping. And then uh, that was difficult to sleep with. And then the jaw muscles would fight at jaw pain. So I went back to the doctor and said, man, we got to do something about this because I really think this CPAP helps me. And he said, well, if you could find a comfortable solution to having your mouth breathing at night, probably you would sell millions of them. 
So this attorney that grew up on a farm in Wisconsin with an RN wife said, we could figure something like that out. And of course, we connected with Dr. Cohen, who was the person that launched the Breathe Right nasal strips. So he was very helpful in helping us deal with 3M, which provides the medical tape that we needed to have die cut into chin-up strips. And the chin-up strips are simple medical tape that you simply put on before you go to bed, before you put your CPAP on, and just try to put them on like that. And then put your CPAP on, and you no longer have dry mouth, lower pressure, and you can use the little nasal pillows instead of have a big mask. So that was awesome. And when I tried it out, I thought, wow, this will work. We tried different models, of course, and somewhere we tried to keep the mouth closed, the lips together. But we found you had to have the lips apart. So if you coughed at night, you would expel the air. It wouldn't backblast into your lungs like it would otherwise do. Or you can also have difficulty choking if something in your stomach coughed up. And uh, we wanted to stay away from having the mouth tape. All of the doctors never recommend taping your mouth shut during sleep. It's a dangerous condition and uh, uncomfortable. And if you do cough at night with your mouth shut, it backblasts the air into your lungs and it wakes you up. That's what I found. And I said, well, this wouldn't be very good. So we had to develop something that would go under the bottom lip, be U-shaped and be easy to apply, easy to make. And from a supplier like 3M, medical grade adhesive tape, they have tons of it. So that's how we got this whole thing started. Now, did you come from an entrepreneurial or inventor's background at all? Did anybody in your family, while you're growing up, invent anything? Well, growing up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin, you have to invent a lot of things to <laughs> make everything work. So, uh, and that growing up in the 50s and 60s, before there was a lot of great technology, you had to be innovative. And uh, I think that's where I got it from, uh, how to figure out how to do this, how to do that. There must be a better way, was always my thinking. There must be a better way to handle this situation. That's part of it, I think. Other than that, uh, we never had any inventions in our family or history of my family that I know of. None where we would go and get a patent on and get a, a FDA to clear it for sale in a in mass market. They say that necessity is the mother of invention. When you were coming up with the idea for chin-up strips, were you always considering adhesives or was there any other technology that you considered? And how many times did you have to iterate? Having discussed the issue with Dr. Cohen, who had developed that Breathe Right strip, he recommended the adhesive method and that it was easy to get a large fly, easy to make the strip so that it would uh, be inexpensive and people would be able to have it readily available. We basically stayed with the adhesive strip. The key was we couldn't use anything that would jam the teeth together because we already had those chin straps do that. Mm -hmm. We just had to have a strip that would hold that bottom lip up in position against the upper lip. And then the bottom jaw drops just a little after you apply it. So there's a comfort space between the upper and lower teeth. And that allows you to sleep comfortably 
also on the chin strap would also require the big mask and uh, all that paraphernalia that I'd have to wear. I wanted to keep it simple. And uh, that's what we did with the chin-up strip. We had different models of the chin-up strips, but we wanted to stay away from having a product that taped to the lips night after night. There are some products out there now that do that. I can't conceive of having an adhesive tape on my lips every night would be eventually uncomfortable. And we wanted to stay under and around the mouth just to make it comfortable. Now, at what point did you get a patent on this? Did you get one before you approached Dan with Breathe Ride? I kind of wonder why he didn't jump on that. Well, I think he saw it as a benefit to work together because we did sleep studies with the chin-up and the Breathe Right strip, and that was really effective. I mean, to stop snoring, if you can open the nasal acidity and close the mouth, wow, that combination worked well. And we did sleep studies together regarding that combination at the University of Kentucky Hospital. and. the conclusion was it was outstanding, that combination. And it also helped people that couldn't use CPAP. There are a number of people that just don't tolerate CPAP. And the chin-up strip and the breathe right strip is a comfortable alternative. Although, I have to say, when we went to the FDA with that idea, they called the national meeting of CPAP companies and doctors and we were invading their turf and it became quite political even though we had pretty clear evidence that in most cases uh, people that are prescribed a CPAP machine within six months 60 percent of those CPAP machines are in the closet because of the mouth breathing dry mouth big full face masks and it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people So we said, we have an alternative for those people. But the answer was too much opposition. And the conclusion they drew, of course, and I was not real uncomfortable with it because we already had the sleep medicine people at that point, 2004. We had the people that using CPAP already using our chin-up strip, but the Breathe Right people wanted to get more into the sleep medicine market. They were in the snoring market and the sports market. So that's why they joined with us to make that effort. It was kind of an interesting discovery, though, from my point of view as a practicing attorney and a trial lawyer for a lot of years, that really when it came down to issues for the benefit of the health of people, politics entered it, even at the FDA level. They bowed to pressure, and then they came up with saying, well, this is an over-the-counter product. We'll approve it. But we're not going to approve it for a medical condition, okay? For a medical condition, you need a doctor involved. So if this is an over-the-counter product, sleep apnea being a medical condition, Therefore, we won't allow a clearance or approval for sleep apnea of the combination of Breathe Right and Chin Up because they're both over-the-counter products. And I can understand that philosophy, but that didn't 
consider the 40% of people that put their CPAP machines in the closet and still had the sleep apnea with no treatment alternative. They could have done a better job there for those people because it just would have helped. And that was the conclusion of the doctor that did the sleep study, that this is a great alternative for people that cannot tolerate CPAP. So we had to live with that. But my relationship with sleep has gone in a lot of directions that I never expected it to go. But that's been a good ride. I tell people I can help your situation in one day with my chin-up strip. Or practicing law, it might take me months and years. <laughs> so from a rewarding standpoint, this has been very rewarding for me. I have more energy at 79 than I had at 55 when I was suffering at sleep issues. And I thank those sleep medicine people for all the development they've had that helps us understand the issue of sleep and how we can deal with the deathly serious condition of sleep apnea. And I'm convinced that my father died in his sleep of sleep apnea when he was 65, a loud snorer, mouth breather, died in his sleep at 65. 1983, very little was known about sleep apnea back then. And uh, that was always kind of in the back of my mind that I better make sure, because I had similar symptoms, make sure that I deal with that issue. And fortunately, the technology had progressed where you and I can benefit from that technology and live into our senior years with a more active life. You obviously were a successful attorney and you could have gone on practicing law. You chose to walk away. How far along were you with chin-up strips and did you ever consider selling them out to a larger company? We have looked into that. Um, it's a family-type business. My son is involved in the business, and he's 45, and he's the computer genius. And, uh, and we have a couple of family people that are investors. When one retires, you still have to have something to do. You have to have something every day that'll make you feel like you've accomplished something or that you're doing something for yourself or others, but not only yourself. I love to play golf, but playing golf on every day without something else going on in my life would really be boring. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to stay with this. I have... Many customers that I've been serving now over 20 years, and some of them call me, and uh, you know we sell some of these uh, chin-up strips in 500-count rolls, which is a really a good buy for them. And this fellow called, and he said, "I want four rolls. That's 2,000 chin-up strips." And I said, "I sounded elderly to me, been already buying for 15 years, and." Uh, I said, how old are you? And he said, 82. And I said, what? You're 82 and you want 2,000 chin-up strips? He said, you're damn right. And I'm going to make sure I live long enough to use every one of them. And I want you to be there when I reorder. <laughs> so I had to promise him I was still going to be around uh, after 2,000 strips. What's that, five years? 
Um, yeah. But I would be here. I guarantee you I'll be here to process the order again. It's so positive when you deal with elderly folks in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they're active and breathing properly and sleeping well. I mean, it is very rewarding, I would have to say, and without a lot of stress. You know, when I was a trial lawyer, that's a great deal of stress. Don't get me wrong. Final argument to a jury, Greg, is the top of the mountain for a lawyer. And really, I love that experience. But that has a way of affecting your health after a number of years. And I had a doctor tell me when I was in my mid-50s that if I kept up that schedule, that I might not make it to 65 because it's high blood pressure and it's stressful. And when we're younger, we can handle that and we can manage it. You can do that mentally, too, as you're older, but your body doesn't handle it as well as we age. And so this has been a godsend for me. If I had continued practicing law, I probably would have made more money, but I wouldn't have felt as rewarded personally as we are now because I've started something here that'll go on long after I'm gone and it'll help millions of people. We've sold over 10 million of these chin-up strips worldwide. Ship hundreds of thousands to Japan every year, United Kingdom. It's on Amazon and a lot of medical supply companies that are reselling them for us. And we're really helping a lot of people. Our motto is we simply help the world sleep, Greg. And uh, that's kind of my relationship with sleep. Plus, my sweet wife of 58 years this year is still sleeping in the same bedroom with me. <laughs> if I'd have kept snoring, I mean, like many couples, one of them has to go to another room. And let me tell you the rest of that story. Practicing law for 10 years, I did divorce work. And it was surprising after the divorce was over. I would usually ask a woman or a man, well, what started all of this? And oftentimes, the comment would be, he or she, and sometimes women, snored so bad that we separated bedrooms. And pretty soon, one of us had a relationship with another person. They lost their intimacy. It was interesting, and I thought, wow, that's an unusual result because someone snored. But when you think about it, if you're partner can't sleep alongside of you and you go to another room you've now lost that intimate relationship and somehow we humans seek out intimate relationships with the opposite sex and that's what brings on divorces <laughs> that was another reason i went and got a sleep study done and when i learned that from people i was really astonished by that comment and it wasn't an unusual comment. But once they lost that intimacy because of snoring and separating bedrooms, their marriage became more in danger of dissolution. So that makes sense. A word to the wise on that male like me that can't handle the truth of snoring and stopping breathing. It's not just for yourself that you need to pay attention, but it's for the person that's also sleeping in the same bed with you. It's their health and their love and affection for you. That's important. 
with the chin-up strips, are you manufacturing them and distributing them yourself? I realize that they're, they're 3M adhesives, but you're obviously doing some die cutting. And I'm assuming you're doing the distribution in-house, or how does that work? Yes. We have 3M converters that die cut the chin-up strips and package them for us in 30-count packs. And then they ship them to us, and we distribute them from our location, except for the large orders out of the country. Those go out in 1,000-count rolls because they're all on the liner so that they can roll up and be on 1,000-count rolls, and they get shipped out directly from the 3M converters around the country. Did you ever try to license your idea for chin-up strips? No, we didn't. We were doing pretty well on our own, and we just decided to keep going as we were. We also looked at having the chin-up strips be in large brick-and-mortar stores. And we looked at that, and we did have a relationship with Walgreens for a while. It was, it was online uh, on their store and in their store. But then they discontinued the online side of it, and our business is mainly an online business. Our main benefit, and for all young inventors or old over-40 inventors, the Internet is your real source to making an invention sell. That has really been a key thing in our business, as it has been like for a company like Amazon. I mean, the guy just started selling books out of a basement in 1995, and look where the internet has taken him. None of us expect to get to that level, but if you have an idea as an invention or any entrepreneur idea, Put it on the internet somewhere and find out if somebody will buy it. And it's a good way to test the product. It's uh, important, of course, to do a patent search to find out if somebody already has the idea. Or do a patent search just to find out if you have an idea or an item that can be patented and uh, go that route. There are provisional patents now that you can apply for that are inexpensive, and then you put it on the internet and go with it. Set up a website with Shopify or whatever and do some email market to people that might be interested. It's just amazing because we are becoming a culture, a society that buys online probably more than we buy in stores nowadays. So that's my story in that arena that I would encourage anybody to just do it. Did you ever try to go on Shark Tank or any other shows like that to showcase chin-up strips? We considered that and decided against that also because we probably would lose control of the business. That was our concern, that we... They might invest a great deal of money, and there was no, no proof that it would really be great. And there are competitors that have gone to Shark Tank and have had investors, and maybe they're doing well. But we wanted to keep the business pretty much in-house and uh, keep it for my family as long as we could sell the product and make it. And we don't need a, a big warehouse. You know, we have a home office. It can be done in-house and 
we're probably going to stay that way. The concern we had before with going into the stores was if the product doesn't sell fast enough in stores like Walmart was willing to put it in 3,000 stores, but it had to sell two or four packs a week. If it doesn't sell, you got to take all that inventory back. And what do you do with that much inventory? First of all, you got to buy it. And uh, so the risk is you could go broke just by having all that inventory and uh, it all comes back to you. So you have to be careful with that risk. That's what's so beautiful about the internet is you can have minimal inventory and develop inventory according to your sales. Now, there are people that might disagree with me, but if they have a lot of capital, that's the key. If we can get somebody to invest a million dollars in your project, now, now we're talking a different story. You might want to have it in stores. We've had it in, as seen on TV, we've done that. So it's just a matter of having people know about your idea. And the media nowadays has a lot of opportunities for us to do that as small entrepreneurs, inventors. That's my take on that. All right. Let's get ready to wrap this up. Is there a book that you recommend to move someone to, to start their invention or to research their invention? There's a great book out now about that by James Nestor called Breath. It's on Amazon. It's about five bucks. But everyone should read that because his conclusion, and I would agree with him, your life expectancy and health depends more on your breathing than it does on your exercise or your diet, that you have to maintain nasal breathing as many hours a day as you can and be conscious about it because it involves your ability to sleep correctly. The nasal passages have the olfactory nerve in them and that regulates our breathing during sleep. Well, if your breathing's all over the place, you stop breathing and you start breathing and we have five different levels of sleep and we have to get down to four and five in sleep we have to get into delta which is number four which is the feel-good sleep and number five which is REM where we dream and there were a number of years I recall I never dreamed and now I make sure I have a dream every night because I have my CPAP and chin-up strip on and I'm so happy when I have a dream, even if it's a bad one, because in order for me to have a dream, I'm deep in sleep. And that's really good for me. So if I say to anybody out there, if you are one that rarely dreams, you better see someone in sleep medicine very soon. Now, normally I ask if there's a piece of software or app that you find indispensable in your business. But I think for the purpose of this interview, is there a, an app or software that you find that's helpful with sleep? Well, it would be our website, number one, chinupstrip.com. That would be the place to go. And we have a resource page that gives a lot of information about sleep. In fact, we're now offering a free trial pack to people in the United States, free shipping also, free trial pack. It just have to put down your uh, information regarding your address and phone number and email, and then we'll send you a free trial pack. 
and you'll have all three different types to try. That's one way of us trying to get the strips out there to people that might want to try them and not have any cost to, to do it. What's the number one piece of advice that you can give for our listeners? Number one piece of advice is to, as I said earlier, pay attention to your sleep patterns. Pay attention that you're dreaming. Pay attention that you're not mouth breathing and snoring. If you are, get medical help. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, Dale, for being a guest on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check out the newly redesigned Entrepreneurs Over 40 website at www.entrepreneursover40.com. While you're there, sign up to get updates from us. Also, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss any other episodes. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.